Blog Talk Radio. to experience 
the manifest presence of God. Let's take all the stops off of our faith, as I always say, and let's just believe God. Let's see what he's going to do. So if I were you, I would come with expectation because anything could happen at these meetings. I'm telling you right now, anything. I'm believing God for miracles, signs, wonders, creative miracles. I'm telling you. We, you know, we, we've got somehow we've bought the lie that God is dead or something like that, that he's not moving, that he's not doing miracles, signs, and wonders anymore. What a lie from the pits of hell. What he did in the past, he's still doing today. So I want you to come to those meetings, Grand Rapids, Michigan, the Detroit, Michigan area. And let's see what God's going to do. Also, I am in the process, we're in the process of pinning down uh, some dates in the Los Angeles, California area again. I'll tell you right now, my time out there was awesome. And I have, the, the Holy Spirit is planting such a desire, such a, a desire in my heart to reach the Hollywood, Beverly Hills, that area. For some reason. Why? I don't know. He just is. Why are some people have a desire to go to Guatemala? Why do some have a desire to go to Kenya? Why does some have a desire to, to move to Florida and start up a ministry? I don't know. Don't ask questions. We just obey the Holy Spirit. And so my heart, I, I'm really having a heart for the West Coast area, the Los Angeles area, Hollywood area. And I'm looking for people to team up with me. If you're from that area, that's even better. I want you to contact me and let me know, hey, I want to partner with you. I want to invade that area with the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you right now, we can take that land for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not impossible. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the Bible says. But it says that Satan is the God of this world system. Notice in the Bible when it says that Satan's the God of this world, it's a small g. So what we need to do as the body of Christ, we need to go into these areas. The only reason they are the way they are is because people in the body of Christ, we are not rising up and taking possession of the land for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the ones that take the kingdom of God to those areas. And it's not God's fault. It's our fault, the body of Christ. We need to live up to it because we have a responsibility in the matter. And we need to rise up, and we need to take our place. I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but I read the end of the book. And the end of the book says that God wins. So as long as you stay on God's side, you're a winner also with him. But if you try doing things on your own, you're going to lose. So lose your own will and take up your cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? That is when we are going to see results. 
that is when revival is going to break out in these areas. And I know for a fact that we can take it. I'm not going to buy the lie of the enemy. No more. The enemy has so many people duped and, and saying, well, huh, we just give up on that area. That's never going to change. The devil's a liar. But the devil knows. Here's the deal. The devil knows the power in the spoken word. He knows the power of faith. He knows the power that if someone would just step out with childlike faith and believe God, he is terrified of that. Trust me. There's nothing more that frustrates Satan's kingdom than an on-fire Christian filled with the Holy Ghost, ready to go and take the Word of God and advance the kingdom of God in areas like that. Nothing worse. And I'll tell you right now, it only takes one anointed word from the Holy Spirit to speak to an individual that will change their eternity forever. That's why Paul said, he goes, hey, look, I don't, I don't want to go into this thing and, and speak the, the words of men, the wisdom of men. But I will walk, I will talk in the power of God. Because there's power in the word of God. Did you know, I'm just going to give you some food for thought here right now. The, the Bible, the word of God, it's just not an ordinary book. The words that are printed in that book originated in the mind, in the heart of God. The Bible are God's thoughts on paper. His written word, his logos word. So we need, every when you start to, the renewing of the mind process is filling your mind, filling your heart, filling your spirit, man, with God thoughts. Interesting take on it, isn't it? I want you to start looking at the word. See, the word of God is food to your spirit, man. And there are many of us in the body of Christ as a whole are totally malnourished. Man, they'll give their bodies three meals a day in the natural. But they are starving spiritually. They are weak spiritually. And then what happens is a tragedy comes. And now they try to fill themselves up and, and try to overcome this, this tragedy or situation in their life. But listen to me. And I'll speak this by personal experience in my life, tragedies that have happened. It's much easier getting through a thing when you, before this, this tragedy happens, when you have a foundation on the Word of God. Because when there's no foundation on the Word of God, what usually happens 99% of the time, maybe 100 Many people don't know what the Word of God says, and they start blaming God for their problem. They blame God uh, maybe for the loss of a loved one. They blame God for, for the tragic things that have happened in their life. Well, that's nothing more than lacking knowledge of the Word of God and what the Word says and, and really the purpose of God. 
God is not out to harm you. God is not out to destroy you. Listen to me. Are you ready for this? God doesn't need to use the devil's stuff to train you up. God is much bigger than using the devil's stuff. So stop attributing God with these tragedies and situations that have happened in your life. Now, many of it is because of, of things or consequences that have taken place that have opened the, maybe opened the door to the enemy or whatever. But God does not have to use Satan's stuff. God and Satan are not partners. So I was just talking to a person the other day, and this person said, you know, I have a friend who she has uh, some infirmities in her physical body. And she, she's just accepting it. Supposedly this person is a believer. I don't know this other person really. But this person's a believer and she is just accepting it as. Are you ready for this? Because there is a curse from, from Adam and Eve disobeying God, the curse that's on the earth, all the junk that that allowed into the earth that was never in God's original plan. This person is accepting that just as the curse, and so she lives a miserable life with this infirmity. But she believes that this infirmity is from God, which is totally a lie from the pits of hell. But there's a spiritual law in the Word of God that says, according to your faith, be it unto you. And as a man or as a person thinks, so is he. So a lack of knowledge of these spiritual laws in the word of God that are clearly laid out, a lack of knowledge on the word, God says in Hosea 4, 6, he says, my people perish or are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Well, God's not the destroyer. Jesus said in John 10.10, he said, the thief comes not, except, these are the three things, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then Jesus goes on to say, he said, but I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Right there in that one verse, Jesus deals with the, the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question that maybe you that are listening to me today have been asking, God, is this from you or is this from the enemy? Well, today the Holy Spirit's trying to get your attention to say this. It's all in that verse right there. If, if it's something that kills, steals, and destroys in your life, it's not from God. It's from the thief, the enemy, Satan, and his kingdom. And you need to take authority over that thing. Last couple broadcasts, I've been talking about the power of our words. It's a spiritual law. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. It can be, uh, your words can be used to bless, and your words can be used to curse. So the spiritual law is neutral in itself, but it's up to you on how you use it. You understand what I'm saying? 
So here's the deal. Some of you have, uh, have a situation, maybe a, a, a sickness, disease, infirmity in your physical body, or you're going through a situation where you are totally under attack, and many of you are praying to God about it. But you need to start speaking to that infirmity. Listen to me. You need to speak to that infirmity in your body. Just as if you were talking to another person. Talk to it. Command it to leave your body in the name of Jesus. Quote scriptures over your body. Let it come out of your mouth. Stop praying about it or asking God about it or asking if it is if it's his will for you to be healed. It is his will for you to be healed. That's settled. That is in the Word of God. Feed on scriptures in the Word of God to build your faith. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. See, the Word of God, don't ever forget this. The Word of God is supernatural, it's a seed. Every scripture, every promise, the Word of God, the whole Word of God is a seed. When you're reading the Word of God, when you're hearing the Word of God, you're planting a seed in your spirit, man, and it springs forth with faith supernaturally. You don't know how, but it is. It's like when you plant a, a little seed in the ground, and all of a sudden, man, it, it turns into a tree. It turns whatever, a fruit-bearing tree. The Word of God is supernatural. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible, it talks about itself. And guess who knows that more than you, more than me? Guess who has more of a revelation of that fact? That's right. Your enemy, my enemy, Satan, and demonic spirits. So they love nothing more than when a tragedy happens in your life, when sickness, disease attacks your body. They love nothing more than for you to complain to God about it, to seek God about it, for you to have bitterness, unforgiveness in your heart toward God for that situation. It's a lie from the pits of hell. And you need to come against that by feeding on the word. Gaining knowledge of what the will of God is. The Bible is the will of God. It's that simple. So we need to tip over the sacred cows of dead religion that has, has gotten you nowhere. They have gotten you nowhere in your life. Nowhere in your spiritual walk. And you're still sucking on the milk of the word. And what God says is time to move on to the meat of the word. That's why it's so important. Where, where are you attending church? You better make sure you're going to a church that is preaching, teaching the full word of God. If not, it's going to be uh, harmful to your spiritual health. That's why you see a lot, a lot of these churches 
that can't hold on to people. Listen to me now. I pastored for five, almost five years full time. I know something, a little bit about something about pastoring and about churches. That's why you see a lot of these big churches. They're huge. They got a lot of people. But the revolving door is huge because what happens is that that pastor, that ministry takes they, they take people so high. They, they 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 put some knowledge in the people, but then the people start to kind of catch on to themselves, and and guess what? They start to really become a disciple now, a disciplined one. That means. And they start to do study on their own. And guess what? The Holy Spirit starts to open up things and say, hey, there's more to the Christian walk than just the milk you've been hearing for 20 years, okay? So then the people start to get antsy. They, they go to service uh, every Sunday, and they're like, oh, man, there's more. I know there's more to this, this Christian life than what I'm hearing from behind the pulpit every Sunday. So then they end up leaving that church, and they get plugged into a church that's preaching more, more of the fullness of the Word of God. So don't think that numbers in a church mean that it's a successful church, because it's not. It is so important where you plug in to a church. Your spiritual health depends on it. That is the truth. So, so back to what I was talking about, about the power of our words. You need to speak to that situation. See, Jesus, he, Jesus even spoke to storms and commanded them to be still. Peace be still. And it happened. Jesus was showing us there is power in our words. Now, I want you to go with me to Mark chapter 11. And I want you to look at uh, verse 20 with me here. 20 through 24. I want to welcome everyone listening to the broadcast here and those that are in the chat room. I'm telling you, I love this broadcast. I love this broadcast. I, I mean, it's sometimes I think I need to extend the time on it because it's I get talking and there's so much to say. But um, we'll, we'll see what God does here in the future and in the direction we take with it. But I have a blast sharing my heart with you and just knowing that that I'm helping build a, a biblical foundation in you. That's That's the most important thing. That is the most important thing, building a biblical foundation, a foundation of truth in you. That's why I love coming against these, these religious minds, these dead religious mindsets in people because they're worthless. Traditions of man, have, don't, they don't have pow, enough power to move an anthill. Are you kidding me? But if, if, if I can build a foundation in you with the word of God, well, that's going to cause you to walk in power, to overcome uh, the enemy in every area of your life. Guess what? I've done my job. I'm fulfilling my call, and that's what I love. Look at Mark chapter 11, verse 20. It says, Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree tr dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, said to Jesus, 
Jesus cursed a fig tree, and the next morning they were walking by it. And Peter, remembering, said to him, to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you've cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now, listen, Jesus is about ready to give a spiritual law here about the power of our words. Jesus spoke to a physical thing. He spoke to a tree, a fig tree. He cursed a fig tree, and the next morning the results happened. Listen to this. He said, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Listen to that. Jesus was saying, speak to your situation, speak to your mountain, speak to the mountain that Satan has put in your path of your life. Don't just complain about it, because that's not going to move the mountain at all in your life or the situation. Jesus said, speak to it, and if you do it without doubt in your heart, what you will have whatever you say. Are you hearing me? You will have whatever you say. Let me say it again. You will have whatever you say. Notice this. If you have a pen, underline the word whatever. Jesus right there was giving a spiritual law saying whatever. In other words, if you're going to believe for something negative in your life to attack you in your life, guess what? That's included in a whatever. The only thing is you got to believe it in your heart. If you believe it in your heart and you speak it out of your mouth, it's going to bring a manifestation of that thing. So my question is this, what has been coming out of your mouth? Here's the thing also. Jesus said the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your mouth, is the words that come out of your mouth are a reflection of what's in your heart or what's abundantly in your heart. Have you been filling yourself up with the word of God? Have you been speaking in agreement with the word of God? Have you been coming in agreement with the word of God? Here's the deal. Ready for this? You plus God are a majority. Some, someone might be saying, oh, no, 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 just God's a majority on this earth. Just God. Listen to me. Listen to me. God is looking for his people to come in agreement with him to give him access Authority, permission to move on this earth. You plus God are a majority. Have you been agreeing with God or have you been agreeing with Satan? Now, let me, let me show you something here. In Mark eleven twenty, here where he talked about it, Jesus cursed the fig tree. So the day before, Jesus walked by a fig tree and he spoke negative words to it. He cursed it, the Bible says. So he spoke those words, and he, and he cursed it, and they just kept walking. 
I want you to notice something. That they didn't see the manifestation of that curse word, of the curse words, of the curse that Jesus spoke to that tree. They did not see the manifestation instantaneously. But when they walked by the tree the next morning, my point is this. When you speak negative words, or even when you speak the word of God, you might not see an instant change in your situation, but something was going on. You were releasing that seed. So obviously, get this. Here's a revelation for you right here. The moment that Jesus spoke the curse, spoke those words to the fig tree, something happened in the roots of that tree. But it wasn't seen on the outward appearance until the next morning. Here's my point. You speak negative word curses over your children. You might not see the results right away. But you just know in the spirit you are doing damage to your children. You speak negative words over your life. You might not see it right away and you just do it casually. But just know you have given permission to Satan and evil spirits to move in your life. You have given them place to move and operate in your life. Now the same way in the positive. Some people say, oh, this power of your word stuff is just baloney because... I, I've spoken the word and nothing's happening. No, just know, when you speak the word, there's something happening in the spirit. You might not see the manifestation right away, but keep speaking it. Satan would love nothing more than for you to go back and speak negative words to void out what you have been speaking and believing God for. Don't give up on it now, and I'll be back in a moment. And I am live from Clarkston, Michigan. You are listening to the Revival Now broadcast. I'm telling you right now, I love coming against the enemy with the truth. 
there's nothing like it. We're pulling down strongholds in your mind. Things that you've been maybe believing that are out of step with the word of the living God. And again, I'm going to say it again. The word of God is the only source of spiritual truth. Are you hearing me? If that creed that you're believing in the back of your Psalter hymnal or in that book that your denomination publishes that's not in line with the word of God, guess what? The word of God trumps that. Are you hearing me? Go to the word of God. Here's another thing. Spiritual unity. True spiritual unity with another person. True spiritual unity can only be based on the written word of God. Are you hearing me? True spiritual unity. So many people try to... Oh, yeah, you know, like the New Age movement, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we'll believe uh, this, you believe that, um, you just believe, guess what, yeah, and we're all just children of God. Baloney, what a bunch of hogwash. The only, I'm telling you, true spiritual unity only comes from the written word of God. Guess what? It's a free country. You have a free will. God's given you a free will. You know what? If you want to believe that some cow in a field is your ascended master, guess what? You have yep, you have a free will. You can believe that. But guess what? There's no spiritual unity between me and you. Not one bit. Not one piece. Are you hearing me, somebody? True spiritual unity is only based on the word of God, period, exclamation point. See, we we just need to be bold about this. I mean, come on. The Word of God talks about uh, about the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit, uh, uh, the spiritual gifts, the praying in tongues and all that. Honestly, people… Do you really think someone who believes that view from the word of God and then who says tongues are of the devil? Guys, there's no spiritual unity there. I mean you can try to put a smile on your face and and stand in a service with them and act like it, but there isn't. For what? What, what, what? Believe the word of God. What if every Christian on this earth, truly, everything that's in the word of God, they believed and they received it? What would that picture look like? I'll tell you right now, we would truly be the army that God is looking to raise up. Are you hearing me? Oh, 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 my, my, the enemy would not like that kind of spiritual unity, true spiritual unity in the body of Christ. I mean, you look at cults, you look at false religions, there's there's perfect unity among them, believing a lie. That's interesting, isn't it? 
Wow, I wonder why that is. Hmm. Oh, yeah, let me tell you why. Because Satan doesn't mind if you're believing a lie. But he does care if you drop the lies and you accept the truth. And we all come into agreement as the body of Christ, and we march forward like the army of God that we are called to be. Come on, somebody. Get fired up. Don't back down from preaching the truth of God's word. You know, I mean, some people just simply talk about, you know, salvation of getting someone born again and then them going to heaven. Well, that's great, and we're supposed to do that, but that's not all there is. That is not the complete gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So great, we got people saved, and they're going to go to heaven. But in the meantime, on this earth, they're getting their butts kicked by the enemy. I know eternity is, is very important, obviously, but I'm telling you right now, to fully preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, there needs to be a demonstration of the kingdom of God on this earth. We're not going to need a demonstration of the kingdom of God. Listen to me. Physical, divine healing, miracles, signs, wonders, all of these things attributed to the kingdom of God according to the word of God. Listen to me. We're not going to need those things once we get into heaven. Those things are needed on this earth. And God didn't just give those things to us to have a circus here on this earth. There is a purpose for miracles. There's a purpose for divine healing. Are you hearing me? Because those things create a testimony. That could bring other people to know the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a purpose for all of these things. Quit being so shallow in your, in your thought life about this. I'm telling you. There is, everything God does has a purpose. Everything. And it comes to the same goal. The goal is to reach people. Here's the deal. Divine healing. Well, that's not important. We're, we're just, you know, I mean, we're going to be in heaven one day and we won't have sickness and disease. I know that. But listen to me. Someone who receives divine healing and they end up extending their life maybe for another 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they end up reaching multitudes of people after their divine healing, bringing them to the Lord Jesus Christ, raising disciples up, having them walk in power. Those disciples end up reaching other people. See, it goes well beyond what, you're, what, you, what many people just think. Well, divine healing is just not as not important. Yes, it is. Listen to me. If it's in the word of God, it is important. And there's a purpose behind it. The problem is not with God. The problem is you just are not understanding the purpose of God. Plain and simple. <laughs> See, this is one of the main problems with believers in the body of Christ, which we are trying to correct, is that they don't understand the plan and purpose of God. And because of that, they end up really 
falling on the enemy's ground many times. Everything God has in his word. Don't 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 just say, well, you know, don't don't start putting human priorities or you know human uh val- your human value system to what God has. That's why the apostle Paul said, he goes he he said he would he he preaches the gospel fully. He preached the gospel fully. What does that mean? That he he was meaning this, that every benefit everything that the gospel provides he said he preached it and there was a demonstration of those things amen so i mean you think of certain ministers and ministries who they they have an awesome soul winning ministry praise god for that but can you imagine if there was a the, the the full gospel was preached with the amount of people that were reaching? Can, can you imagine? Some of you are thinking of ministers and ministries of past who who have won multitudes to Christ, but they've left out other things. Did they really preach the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Or was it just the half part in letting people not walk in the fullness of what God had for them and the purpose for their life? See, this I'm telling you, this is a very, very serious topic. And we need to learn from history. Learn from history. See, we can learn something all the time. We can learn of what we and other people have done, and we can learn from what people haven't done and start doing the right thing. In fact, the Word of God talks about God says that he's written many things in his Old Testament, accounts in the Old Testament for our admonition. Or in other words, so we won't fall into the same pits, traps, and snares that those people fell into. Why? Because there's some common things that they fell into that it's easy for us to fall into. So God in his love, God in his mercy, God in his grace put those accounts in the word so we would not fall into the same traps. I think about Solomon. He was the richest man alive. He had everything. Yet, he writes that everything was vain, worthless, meaningless, compared to knowing God and walking with God. Have, have, have we all figured that out yet? No, I'm talking to believers. I'm not talking to the unbeliever because they, they don't know God. They don't know better. Their daddy's the devil right now. But even believers haven't taken the advice of the richest man in the world, Solomon, in the wisdom that the Holy Ghost imparted to him. And, you know, I'm so glad I was able to go out to California 
and, and walk around and, and, and do a prayer walk and, and just see Hollywood, see Beverly Hills, one of the richest areas in the country, in the world. And I'm like, it, really? Is this it? Is this what people are bowing to the altar of right here and worshiping around the world? Is this it? You've got to be kidding me. So when we read the Word of God, we need to ask ourselves, how can I apply this verse? How can I apply this promise to my life? And there is not one word in the Word of God, in the Bible, that is not packed with purpose, that is not there without a purpose. The fact is, we have all fallen into things that would try to take us away from God, and, and we've all g- have gotten discouraged, and discouragement is one of the greatest tools of Satan because it blurs our spiritual vision. It makes us forget who we are in Christ. I'm telling you right now, spiritual your spiritual identity and you keeping your focus on who you are in Christ is so important because, listen to me, You can walk away. You can look in the mirror of God's word and see who you are. And then the Bible says that you can walk away and forget, forget what you've seen and who you are in the mirror of God's word. You can walk away and forget that. Because the fact is there's a lot of things in this world that can pull you away from Christ. And the word of God there is saying Keep looking into the mirror of God's word to see and know who you are in Christ. And keep that your focus. Just don't read it once. Just don't read it twice. Keep that in your focus. It's the moment we take our focus off who we are in Christ. And our focus off of Christ, off of the word of God, is when we start to fall away from him. You want to add to this discussion, you have a prayer request, pick up the phone and give me a call at 760-825-0957. I get to talking and preaching, and time just flies by. But I do want you to know that I always offer the phone lines to be open if you have a prayer request or uh a situation in your life. You know what? I mean, we'll just I'll, – I'll keep it anonymous. I mean, you don't even have to give me your name. You don't have to tell me where you're from. It can just be anonymous, and I'm cool with that. So I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll talk a bit more, see if we have any callers. I'm going to check out the chat room, and I'll be back in a moment. <laughs>
am live from Clarkston, Michigan. The Motor City area ready to pull down some more strongholds, tip over some more sacred cows of dead religion. I love it. Love in it. Now, did you know that God has given us as Christians blank checks? He has given us blank checks in certain areas uh, of our life. That What that means is this, is that the responsibility totally rests and lays upon us. It rests upon us. And the amount that you fill that check out for is totally up to you and not God. I want to share one of those with you right now. The first blank check that God has given to Christian, to the Christian, is the amount of faith that we possess and the ability to build or charge ourselves up spiritually or our spiritual hunger. The first one is faith. Did you know that? You know, so many people, see, here's the thing. So many people pray for faith. God, give me faith for this. Give me faith for this. Did you know something that uh, God's not going to answer that because that is not in line with his word? You're, you're wasting your breath. And it all comes back to knowing the word of God. Listen to this. Romans 12, chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, open them up with me. Romans 12, chapter 3. It says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt, listen to this, to each one a measure of faith. Measure. Of faith. The King James says this, as God to dealt, has dealt to every man or person the measure of faith. In other words, listen to this. When we got saved, when we got saved or born again, it is like God gives us a measuring stick with the word faith on it. God, here it is, God gives us the ability to have faith. And it is up to us as to the amount of faith that we possess. The Bible speaks of different levels of faith, such as no faith, little faith, great faith. So how do we get faith? Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17, and I mentioned it earlier, but let's just look at it. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are the ones that determine how much of the word of God that we hear, how much of the word of God that we fill ourselves with. Therefore, we determine how much faith we possess. Again, God gives us the ability to have faith, but the amount to which we have is dependent upon us. You know, the first sign of sickness attacking our physical body is a loss of appetite. And the same is true in a spiritual sense. When a Christian loses their spiritual hunger for God's word and a personal relationship with him, we are in a backslidden condition. And if you're in that position, 
You need – here, listen. How do you get out of that position? I'll tell you how. You need to force feed yourself the word of God. And if you will do that, it won't be long until you start to hunger for it in your life. Again, I'm telling you right now. I know if you're if you're in a, if you're listening to me right now, you're in a backslidden state. I know I, I've been there. I know how hard it is. Where the the hunger, the desire for the Word of God has totally it, it seemed like left your life. It's because you've been feeding your fleshly desire. The Bible says the carnal man is enmity with God. It, it's enemies of God. It's totally opposite of what God would want. So your spirit, man, is totally malnourished. And, and there's a point when, uh, even when you're in a fast, listen to this. When you're in a, a food fast, you hungry, you're hungry for a few days. But there comes a point where you totally lose your appetite in a fast. And the same is true if you have left the Word of God and haven't gotten into it for a while. You will start to lose that desire for the Word of God. And the only way to get back to that place is to force feed yourself the Word of God. I know, I know, I know. I've been there, done that, wore the T-shirt, bought several T-shirts. There's times when you'll be reading and you'll, you'll probably fall asleep a couple times. You know, you, you might read something and, and, you know, you're just, oh, man, this is so hard to read. But no, I guarantee you, God will honor. God will honor you pressing into him, even when you don't feel like it. Because listen to this, faith has nothing to do with feelings. Faith has everything to do with action. So I'm telling you right now, force feed yourself the word of God, and you will notice, you will start to crave to read the word of God. I know you don't believe me right now, especially if you're the one in the backslidden condition, trust me. But you will notice it, and you will notice that as you keep feeding and reading the word of God, all of a sudden you're going to become more sensitive to the manifest presence of God. You'll start to feel God move in your life. You'll start to see God move in your life. What's happening? Because as you're reading, as you're feeding on the Word of God, you are strengthening your spirit man. And finally, you get to a place where you strengthen your spirit man so much that it's stronger than the fleshly desires. And that, my friend, is talking about walking in the spirit, where your spirit man overtakes your fleshly desire. That is walking in the spirit. So the amount of faith that you possess is up to you. Now, there is a spiritual gift or spiritual manifestation that's, re, that's talked about in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's called the gift of faith. Okay? The gift of faith is a supernatural gift to believe God 
up and beyond your personal faith. I mean, it's an impartation of the Holy Spirit to believe. And and typically people who operate in that a lot of times are are the ones who maybe have a gift of healing. Uh, Miracles operate in in their ministry, in their life. And, And so that is a supernatural impartation. I'm talking about personal faith. The Bible speaks about three kinds of faith. Did you know that? There's personal faith, which you are responsible for uh, with how much you possess. There's the gift of faith, the spiritual gift that's referred to, which is like uh, the gift in overdrive by compliments of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? And then the Bible talks about the faith. The faith is referring to uh, Christianity. It's referring to the beliefs that are in the Word of God. The faith. Notice it's not one of the faiths, because there's one truth, there's one way, the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of the living God, the faith. I love it. I love it. We're pulling down strongholds in the name of Jesus. Anybody need prayer? We have, oh, a couple minutes left. Uh, We might be able to squeeze one in. Probably not, though. But here's the deal. I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, June 30th, and I want you to come with expectation. You come to these meetings, we never know what God's going to do. So show up uh, Saturday, July 14th. I'm going to be at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan, the Detroit area, the Motor City area. It is going to be awesome. Also, I would love to come and minister in your area. If you are interested in bringing me into your area, contact me. I would love it. The only thing I ask for is help with travel expenses. That's it. I just want to be a blessing to you, blessing to your area, your community. Also, sign up for uh, my free uh, ministry email list. Go to revivalpodcast.org. You can listen to all the sermons you want. Go to revivalpodcast.org. That's a blog. That's a podcast site. It's uh, I've given you the two-week challenge. Listen to one of my messages every night for two weeks. If the Holy Ghost doesn't move in your heart, then you've got to check your pulse. All right, people, I will be back next Tuesday. Make sure you go to church this Sunday. Very important. You need to gather together with the saints. And I will be back next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. God bless. See ya.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.